The Fund for Women and Girls is a nonprofit organization in Chester County that is passionate about providing girls spaces to participate in community advocacy. GirlGov is a group of about 20 high school girls from across the county that meet bi-weekly to work on advocacy projects of their choosing. We are creating this podcast as a platform for GirlGov members to share their work, passions, thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Today's group is the Committee for Reproductive Healthcare Justice, with a focus on ending period stigma and issues around period poverty in their community. Hi, I'm Megan Adachpali. I'm currently a senior at Downingtown East. And I think I chose girl, like chose to do GirlGov because I honestly needed an outlet, especially during our day and age, to kind of do activism and kind of get involved in my community in a different way because there's only so much you can do, I think, sitting at home and not being able to do things by yourself as an individual. And I think GirlGov gave me the perfect setup for that and honestly supported me all throughout this, like, these two years to kind of like do things that I'm passionate about. And um, I chose this committee because I think this affects like everyone, like in a way, Um, I mean, from period tax to like, like from pig tax to even like, just like getting your period and going to school with it. Like it's a big deal. Um, It's like a week long thing that happens every single month. And I think that it should be talked about more. And I think that goes on to like why we chose like our topic this year. Cause like being a high schooler, it's like another part of like the stress, I guess, if that makes any sense, like you get cramps and you're dealing with things that your body's going through on top of like doing things that everyone else does. Like, I guess like taking tests and figuring out how to like apply to colleges and do SATs. So I think like a big part of this was like how it impacts like individuals like us. I'm Suhani Mather and I'm a junior at Great Valley and I chose to join Girl Glove because I heard about it from some upperclassmen and they said it really gave them the opportunity to kind of make a change in our community about something that they were passionate about and that was something I was really looking forward to and the reason I chose the Reproductive Justice Committee is because it seemed like it was something that I had an, had an issue with for so long. Um, and it seemed like it was something that I could really make an impact on. And just going off of what Magna was saying about how it's something that happens for a week every month for a good chunk of a menstruator's life. Like I'm someone who got my period like pretty early in middle school and there was no education on it. And I remember just feeling very scared, very confused and ashamed. And I don't want any other girl in our community or at all to have to face that stigma. So that's why this project and getting period products in bathrooms are very important to me. I'm Brooke Allen. I'm currently a sophomore at Bishop Shanahan and I chose to like participate in GirlGov because I definitely needed an outlet to participate in like activism and things like that, especially with like my school and everything. I never really had that. And it's something I don't talk about like with my friends or the people I surround myself with. So GirlGov definitely gave me that outlet and helped me to be able to participate in activism things and get involved. And I think I specifically chose the Reproductive Justice Committee because it's something I'm very passionate about. And like Suhani said, I also got my period very early in middle school. And I remember it was really rough. Like a lot of my friends hadn't gotten it yet. So I was like one of the only, or at least I felt like I was one of the only people. So, and there wasn't really much education on it and it wasn't talked about. And I just feel like there's a lot of stigma around it still. So 
being a part of this committee, I feel like I'm doing what I can to help bring more awareness and break the stigma. I'm Blake Sarisa, junior at Kennett High School. I decided to do Girl Gov. So I joined last year when it was like the peak of like quarantine and everything. And I was getting really like into activism and stuff. Uh, but it was hard, like especially because there was like no school and no clubs or anything to like kind of like everyone else said to have an outlet for that. But I also wanted to be like among like a like a group of like-minded girls who were passionate about similar things as I was. I chose this committee because I was generally interested in their cause. When we started out last year, it was um, sex ed. Uh, and I found that really interesting at the time. And I also find this interesting now. So it's nice that like our goal shifts with every year, depending on what we're more passionate about. With this particular issue, I think, so for me, I got my period in middle school too, but I won't get too much into it. But I had like some medical stuff and I don't get it anymore. And for me, it's a, it affects me because there's not a lot of like discussion on it. What's what to do about it? Not like obviously I'm not pregnant, and besides that, nobody really I don't nobody really has any nobody really discusses it, and there can't be like an open dialogue about it and stuff. So it's kind of easy for people who do and don't to kind of feel alone within it. So I think it's nice to like start a dialogue. So last year when we did sex education, it was to kind of um, provide support to um, a house bill that was talking about more inclusive sex education. And I think that was really important last year, especially because education was in like a different format, being on Zoom and really like having a like a cyber view of like the whole world. And I think that sex education was really important like last year to kind of like change the way that the curriculum was set up, especially because that was a time of like change and that the school district could like any school district could honestly like figure out how to incorporate more inclusive sex education because usually it's like they teach very limited or just no sex education at all like let alone being inclusive about it like personally I've never had a class or like even in health class that has taught me about sex education so I think that was a really important topic but I guess now this switch happened to period products because our views this year as like a group have been more towards trying to make an impact on each individual community, especially on things that impact everyone other than sex education, as we focused on that last year. So I think trying to fight for more period products in bathrooms and things um, was important because that could make like a direct impact. And there was like physical like products that we would be like fighting for. I think we also had discussions at the beginning of this year when we were coming up for our committee topic about how the pandemic really emphasized the inequalities that exist within our community. Because we tend to not talk about periods and kind of hush-hush, we don't really acknowledge the fact that period products are very expensive. And it's very difficult for some people to actually obtain those products, but it's something that like the human body goes through. You can't do anything about it. It just happens. So having the products to deal with it and be able to go throughout your day-to-day life is important. So because we were made aware of that problem due to the pandemic, it was kind of on the forefront of our minds. And like Magna said, we wanted to make a direct impact. And also like I never had period products in any of my bathrooms at school. And I feel like a lot of other girls never did either. So it's, I realized like how much maybe that would have helped me in middle school when it would come unexpectedly to just have them there and not have to worry about like going to the nurse or remembering to bring something every day. So that definitely like shifted our focus this year. I also agree with what Megan has said. I think last year we had a more like legislative and like overall focus. And while I definitely think that's important, I think it's a, 
as for like what our group does for right now, I think it's a little bit more rewarding, like working on like, I guess a school to school level because you kind of see like the human impact. And also I remember last advocating for the bill to be pushed through. It was generally just kind of frustrating because it's, it's not just about the issue. There's kind of like politics with it. And so that becomes kind of a factor. In an effort to reduce stigma, the committee members decided they wanted to talk about what it was like to get their periods in middle school and why they think there needs to be a change in their schools around talking about periods, learning about periods, and having access to period products. I got my period in sixth grade science class, and I didn't, like, we were working on a lab that day, so it wasn't instruction, but I didn't know what was happening other than, like, I just felt weird and my stomach hurt. I went to the bathroom and I realized I had gotten my first period. My science teacher was a guy. The student teacher was a guy. I didn't know any girls in that class and the bathroom was empty. So I felt extremely, extremely alone. And obviously there weren't any period products in the bathroom or anywhere. Luckily it was like sixth period out of an eight period day so I took some toilet paper and I made it through the day but I had to sit almost two hours without adequate products without any support and I felt nervous and anxious and honestly gross about myself for like the rest of the day from there it's just been a cycle of that because of the lack of support that we have in the bathrooms Yeah, um, I completely agree with that. Um, I got my period in sixth grade as well. I was 10 because I was younger than the rest of my grade at the time. And I got it right around Halloween. So I was sitting in my math class that morning. And like, I usually like, I usually like would know about this stuff, I guess, like, because I was like, kind of involved, like my mom got me like that body book and stuff, but I never really touched it. Cause like, I was like, oh, I'm 10 years old. What am I going to do with this? But I actually bled all over my maths, like my, my seat in math class. And the seats were like this, like bluish, like dark, yellow like foam type thing so you couldn't really see it but I was so paranoid that everyone could see it like would notice and I didn't know who to tell and I had to go all the way like down to the nurses and I had to tell her what happened and she was like oh yeah like um I'll check if we have any like um products or anything she gave me something and like she gave me a tampon and a pad but I was never taught about either of this. Like I was freaking out out that I was bleeding because my mom got her period when she was like 14. So she never really explained to me like this whole process in depth because she didn't expect me to get it this early. So I was sitting there like figuring out what I was doing. Like I had no instructions, like even on the pad, like there's nothing to explain about that. And I didn't have a phone at this time. So like trying to learn everything was just really overwhelming. And I struggled a lot to like try and, like figure out what was going on and I can even say to this day when I take a pad to the bathroom I will put it up my sleeve I will take a little bag to the bathroom like I don't know why I'm ashamed of it but I guess that's just like how society views periods even if it's not out loud it's more like it should be a thing that should kind of be kept quiet because it's like something that just like happens you just have to be quiet about it and you can't really speak out about it and I think that just shows how much like period stigma is a big thing and how that needs to change and I think that's really what our committee is trying to fight for. So I also got my period in sixth grade and my teacher was also a male so 
and I was just someone who had a lot of like social anxiety at the time and I didn't want to tell my teacher because I knew like he was a guy and I just felt weird and there were girls in the class that I was friends with but I still felt like I'd gotten it kind of early and it was something that I was a little worried about just like telling people because I wasn't sure who else had gotten it yet and I just felt like awkward talking about it like it was something I needed to be quiet about I just put like toilet paper in like Suhani did and made it through the rest of the day luckily but I remember I just felt I felt very like ashamed and just gross and it was not a good experience at all and just having period products in the bathroom would have made a big difference for me that day the stigma around it definitely influenced my decisions but and to this day I still also like put it on my sleeve or bring a little bag to the bathroom I don't really know why it's just a lot of the people at my school like I'm I don't know. Like, I'm just worried about being judged pretty much. I got, I was like, I guess a little bit more of a late bloomer because I got mine in like late eighth grade. And I always, I I have some like reproductive issues. So I guess mine like kind of went away. But for me, it's kind of hard because I feel like there is, there's a stigma around having it, but there's also sometimes like a stigma around not having it. I feel like kind of like assumptions about it and things. And I kind of sometimes feel like not, I don't know, I don't know like what word to use, um, but like, I just feel a little bit. I guess, left out by it, I guess. Um, I don't know if that's, like, dumb. I feel like it's a lot harder to, like, even with doctors, it's kind of frustrating to bring up because I don't feel like, especially when I have, like, male doctors, I don't feel like they listen as much. It just feels, like, more stigmatized than a regular medical issue. I'm, like, I'm more ashamed of it than I, than I would be if I had some other, like... So we, as a committee, came together and we decided we wanted to make actionable change. And we kind of looked at what other girls who came before us had done in our community and what we really wanted by the end of our school year. And me personally, I go to Great Valley. And as of last year, we did have period products in the bathroom, thanks to um, a girl who came before me called named Becca Stern, who advocated to the school board to get period products in the bathrooms. So that is essentially our plan for this year, specifically in the Downingtown School District, which I know Magna can talk more about, but we're essentially going to go to the school board to advocate for that. Um, we also have continued, uh, like, so last year we started um, a social media and Instagram for to advocate for the house bill, and we got around 60 followers, which is nice. So we're con- kind of continuing with that, but shifting the focus of the account. We're kind of ramping it up a little bit more, especially because we just put out a survey, which we'll be using to kind of like bolster our argument for the school board. It's at girlgovcc1586 on Instagram. So going off of what Blake was saying as well, with the social media, like we're also like going to talk about the, like go talk to the school board. And um, it's at my district, which is Downingtown. And my senior grade alone has like around 463 kids or so. So, I mean, that's just one grade. So like the district's extremely large. And I feel like not having period products in the bathroom is just makes a really big impact on how girls in high school or middle school, like how much, like how hard it is for them to have their periods and then not be able to have products either on them or in the bathrooms. Cause I know they have those gray tins in the bathrooms, but they're never stocked. And on top of that, like they cost money, which like some people might not have change on them and things like that. So we're going to the school board and the way that we're kind of doing this is by doing like a public forum and we're going to kind of go and speak at the school board. And with that, we're also going to take testimonials from uh, tons of girls from tons of districts and kind of just show the school board how 
it affects girls and women in general to struggle with their period each month. And I think this will just over overall impact the whole like downtown community and hopefully show other school boards that they should ignite this change too. We live in Chester County, which is a very privileged county. As we kind of sent out our survey, one of the questions is, have you ever been able to, um, has there ever been a time where you were unable to afford period products? And we have gotten a couple yeses. Overwhelmingly, it's no. But the yeses that we have received really highlighted that, number one, there's inequity within the county. But number two, if people still feel this stigma and the need for period products in the bathroom in a county as privileged as ours, um, then it's necessary everywhere because in our county, so many are blessed that there's food on the table, that they don't have to worry about where they're sleeping at night, that their basic needs are met and they can often afford period products, but there are places in the country where those basic needs, period products being one of them are not being met. If we can help alleviate just one of those things, which is the right to menstruate safely, then that's something that we're going to do. I feel like there's like an assumption, um, like when having discussions on like, I guess on like inequality and like people's basic needs not being met, like like they don't have food, shelter, water. There's also period products and like menstrual product access is left out of that conversation. And I think that makes it really hard, especially because of the stigma to kind of like emphasize that it is really important and to kind of explain to people, especially people who don't menstruate, the importance of it and get them to empathize with the cause. So I'm in a privileged school for sure. And if it's still a problem, like the amount of girls that I've talked to or I've sent our survey to, and they agree that there should be products in bathrooms and like the help that that would give them if there were, then it's definitely a problem like worldwide. Like it doesn't matter how privileged you are. It's still an issue clearly. And it would 100% be more beneficial, I think, for all girls if there are products in the bathrooms. And just specifically speaking to our survey, um, one of the questions also said, have you worn the product for more time than is recommended? Like say keeping a tampon in for more than six hours and so many girls responded yes. So even if you can afford a box of tampons, are you stretching that box of tampons to cover more than it should Like, are you putting yourself at bodily harm because of the cost of period products? And if that's the case, which is the case for so many girls within the county, um, then that's definitely the case outside of the county and places in the country or even places in the country where people are struggling with other things as well. Yeah, I completely agree with everyone. Honestly, like Chester County, I'm pretty sure is like like the top 20 richest counties or something it's pretty high up there and I think that it's a a complete privilege to live here especially as I have enough money and the resources to get period products but I mean at the same time everyone deals with this cost and I guess that brings into the conversation pink tax and how much like pads or tampons cost especially organic ones if you want like any type of organic ones because a box of pads could run from like eight to twelve dollars and that box may last you maybe two months three months maybe and it depends on how much you use it how heavy your flow is there's just so many factors that go into it and I think even in our county it's just a lot of people struggle and I think people overlook that especially here because with 
people being like privileged enough to have this there are still like struggles with girls who are trying to provide for themselves like even like teenagers or like people that just became adults like trying to um get jobs and still deal with tons of different costs and like period products being a part of that is a big thing because even though eight to twelve dollars may seem like less for some people or more for some people I feel like it's still a extra cost that is going in just because you're like bleeding monthly like just because it's something that your body does and I think that's that it's just something that needs to be talked about more um I think I never realized how like little um guys knew about periods and how it affects us on a daily basis like I feel like they didn't like people just even to this day like kids at my school don't know how much cramps affect me or how like how much of a process it is like it's not something that I can just I guess live with like it's something that I have to I I don't know if deal is the right word but that I have to go through each month and I feel like not that you're supposed to show the pain to someone but like the pain and like the stress and anxiety that comes along with having a period especially for me is just a big deal and I think that like a lot of guys like overlook that fact and think it's like a small thing and I just think that they need to teach it more at school and it really needs to not like be publicized but people just need to know how it's just a normal thing and how it's important for people to be educated on it and to be able to help and aid people uh, who are going through things like this so i'm i'm president of co-president of my school's feminist club um and every march we run for international women's month we run like a tampon drive and a lot of my guy friends are in the club but i had to kind of like explain to them like why it's why we need to like hold a drive for tampons because there's just not a lot of discussion about like inequity in like menstrual product access and how expensive they are and like how necessary they are so I think there's like a knowledge gap there. Um, I think throughout this entire like program and this year, um, it's been really frustrating, obviously, with the knowledge gap and stuff. But I've also become aware of like a community of women within my community. Like I didn't know about Girl Gov prior to this year. I didn't know about the period hub in Philly. I didn't know about the individual clubs that are individual schools who are all fighting for the same thing and we sent out the survey in all of our different clubs. And I think it's really amazing that there's a community of women who are willing to fight for each other and fight for our, our own rights. So it's been really nice to come into awareness about that. Yeah, going off of that, I've definitely like been made more aware of the community of women that are all like fighting for this. And I didn't even know like before this program that some schools even had a feminist club because growing up, like I never, ne- that was never a thing. And it's amazing that that's even like, that like there's enough people interested to have that because I've never been in a community like that at any of the schools I've been to but and I also didn't know about GirlGov prior to this year like the period hub or a lot of the resources that we're using and yeah I've learned so much about the topic and just the community of women that are all fighting. So the survey we're sending out is uh, a survey that was used uh, essentially to gather information that we're going to take to the school board that we are going to um, request to to put period products in the bathrooms. The survey basically is for anyone that menstruates any age, um, but there are specific questions that we ask you to answer as if you were still in high school. 
or still in middle school, whatever it is, even if you've graduated and are past that age. Um, and it really talks about like the menstruating experience in middle and high school. For example, like we talked about some of the questions, have you kept a tampon or a pad in for longer than the recommended time? Have you missed any class time? Have you, how essentially how has menstruation affected you? But then we also have some questions about the, I guess, mindset around menstruation. For example, have you ever felt ashamed? Have you ever felt that there's a sort of stigma around it? And one of my favorite questions on the survey is, do you feel like we've learned more in schools about plants and animals than the human female body? Um, because thinking about it in that sense, the fact that we have biology courses in which we don't even learn about the biology of ourselves, it's eye-opening. Um, and then we give a space for women to tell their stories, any anecdotes like we opened with, or honestly, if they have something that they'd like us to convey to the board, feel free to put it there. But we'd like to hear your stories because so often those stories are suppressed. All of us are trying to spread it through social media and to our schools and like feminist clubs, things like that. So we're kind of just getting testimonials from everyone because I mean, just the Downingtown Area School District is not enough. There are people all over the world, all over our area, even in the U.S., like everyone, a lot of women deal with this. So it's something that we really needed to get testimonials on so we can really show the school board how much it impacts us. Because, I mean, the way to get people to listen to you, I guess, is by showing how it impacts people in the real world and in real life rather than just speaking so I think this the way that we went about this is going to be really impactful like one of the most I guess like rewarding aspects of doing the survey um, was kind of like giving um, people who menstruate like an outlet to discuss their experiences like especially because it's something that's not talked about a lot um, in most places so it's for people who haven't had like a place to discuss that before I think it can be like rewarding to talk about it and to like know you're not like alone in your problems. We asked the girls what they would like to see change about their school administrations that would help reduce period stigma. Probably the stigma around periods, like I was saying before, I think that's one of the root causes of just everything. Like I feel like um, talking about it more and kind of like having people understand what's going through and kind of educating people will help like fix the root problem and like the I guess the branches of the tree so I think that if I had the power that's something that I would change in a second I think like on like an administration level um I wish there were more like um I guess more women in the higher up positions in education um I so I'm doing like an independent research project on like um um, the vilification of women in American media. So it's like, it's not exactly, but it's like related to like gender studies. And I found like a lot of the issues that like women at my, at female teachers at my school face is because we, like our administration is such a boys club. And I feel like having like administrators who don't like empathize with the issues that it's like students and faculty face makes things difficult. And it depends school to school. But generally, I think that can like, I think that would maybe fix some issues, uh, definitely with like the stigma and the accessibility. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say that I wish the stigma wouldn't be such a big issue. 
um, it would be really nice if it could be something that was like normalized and talked about more often. And I feel like there's definitely a large stigma around it now. And uh, yeah, if I could change one thing, I would probably make all that go away. If I could change something, it would be so that our school system was kind of more accommodating for people who menstruate. Because I think, I'm just thinking back to my own experiences and what everybody has talked about. You're still a kid when you start your period and having to go through like normal kid things like so-and-so said they didn't like me or like, oh, I have an algebra test tomorrow is enough as it is to having to cope with like a changing body and a system that doesn't accommodate you. Sometimes cramps are really bad or sometimes you feel like you're going to throw up or you have headaches or migraines or whatever. And the fact that you just kind of have to push through that. And I think Magna said like, just like deal with it and like get through the day. And no one acknowledges that. I wish there was some acknowledgement and some sense of this is like a really big biological thing that's happening. You can like sit out or, you know, you're excused from whatever. Like, I wish there was more support in that arena. Some of our committee members are getting involved in school board meetings. We asked them what it's like to attend and to interact with the parents at the meetings. Going to the Downingtown District, like school board meeting, I really saw how, I guess, the views of these mothers were, I guess, traditional in a sense. They really like to preserve and keep things like, I guess, secretive in a way. Um, For example, when I went to the school board, they talked about um, how privacy should be a big thing when coming to counselors, especially on um, like sexuality and how it should be a family matter. And I think that if we do go to the school board right now, like it, even talking about periods or like the stigma around it, I feel like these moms will be a little combative over it. Cause I mean, back then, um, not trying to generalize anything, but back then, like talking about periods and stuff, people were really secretive and quiet about it. You're not really supposed to tell anyone or kind of show it off if that's what the words that they used to use back then. But I feel like this day and age as a high schooler, we are so like progressive and we really move forward in the way that we think and we feel and I feel like these moms don't see it from our viewpoint and it's not just the administration because the administration has like the school board especially they have uh, a lot of different like they have tons of like different uh, people of ages um, and like backgrounds and so I think that it's not just an administration viewpoint I think it's just the parents as well because if they took a second to ask any of us or what our struggles were, I feel like they would learn way more than just making assumptions and kind of going off of what they think is best for us. Because I think whenever someone's trying to combat a problem, they should see a whole world type view, like a worldwide type view, rather than being in their own bubble and kind of just thinking about things in their own way and not really listening to the other side or the other group that is trying to speak out as well. I also think it's frustrating within like, especially within like school boards, I think it becomes like less about like the students and their well-being um, and more about like what the, the parents specifically want. And of course, like the parents should have a say, but I also think at some point it's kind of like speaking over the people who are actually impacted by it. I think it becomes, especially because like a lot of school boards are like an elected, I think all school boards are like elected positions and it becomes like very heavily politicized more about like the the fighting and the the arguing like within the school board over like 
what they want and not listening to like what the students are saying. And I think that makes it like unhelpful in some ways for the people who are like actually impacted by the issues they're discussing. I can't speak for all school boards, but I know for mine personally, people do tend to get stuck in their own echo chambers. And because they're stuck in their own echo chambers, they tend to see an issue and think it's a lot larger than it is or that it's going to become something so much more dramatic. Like I know for when we're going to go and talk to the school board, um, one of my fears is that they're going to see four girls talking about putting period products in the bathroom. And then suddenly they're going to be like, the liberals want blah, 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 blah. And it's going to, they're going to take the issue and make it something it's not just because they're in a defensive stance and they're just, they think that anything that isn't explicitly what they're saying is explicitly opposed to them. I know that tends to happen a lot of my school board meetings. We wanted to hear from the girls if being involved in GirlGov made them feel more able to create change at a community level. Yeah, I think it really has. I started getting into activism a lot, like around the time that like quarantine started a little before that. And I feel like I would rant for hours and days to my friends and my family about things that I was passionate about and things I wanted to change. And I feel like, yeah, I guess they got annoyed a little bit and kind of started like telling me to stop talking about it. But I never really had that outlet. And I feel like coming to GirlGov, I feel like I was set up with the materials and things that I needed. And it also helped me view that like I have to find people that want to listen to me and people that they like people that have the same viewpoints and ideas as me that I need to surround myself with people that not agree with me, but that honestly will support me and like keep me lifted in a way. So I think GirlGov really changed my viewpoint and like didn't make me think in a negative way that all people are bad and all people don't want to listen to me. Like I honestly think that it set me up, especially as like a teenager with the good like a good sense of basis and things that I need to succeed in life. And I think without GirlGov, I honestly would have struggled a lot with explaining to people why I think change is a big part of our world and why it's important that people need to speak out more. I agree with Megan. I think it's like really beneficial to like be among a group of people who are like as passionate as you are. And even if they're passionate about like different like issues or like things like that, it's still nice to like know that there are people out there who are just as interested in things you're interested in. And I think it can be really hard, especially in like at like the school level when it's like kind of not cool to like care about things. Like I I kind of felt like obviously like my friends and the people around me were like supportive of like me and my activism, I guess. But sometimes you kind of feel like everyone, you're like the crazy feminist girl. And I guess, I don't know in some ways I am, but like, it, it's, it's kind of hard to like be around people who don't really understand. I understand your like belief system, I guess. So I think it's really nice to, and even if I don't like agree with something someone says, it's still nice to like have that discussion and like have the opportunity to discuss these issues in like a, in like a safe environment. Yeah. GirlGov definitely provided me with a community of like-minded girls. So it provides me like the outlet to discuss things that I'm passionate about with other people who are also passionate about things. Even if it's not exactly what I'm passionate about, it's, we still get to have these discussions. And yeah, it's definitely set me up to just be more involved in my community and more inspired. Girl Go for me personally helped kind of narrow down what I want my future to look like in the sense that I've always been 
an activist. I've always like spoken out for what I believe in. I've been described as like a chihuahua who is like always like barking because she thinks she's a lot bigger than she is. And she's always like, I don't know, fighting for what she wants. And in my mind, I always thought that the only way to attack issues that I cared about and wanted to change was from a national or an international perspective. Like you had to go to like the U.S. Congress or something like that. But seeing that some like high school students can make a change while being in high school in our little county and the, I guess, butterfly effect that can have has really changed my perspective on what activism can look like. It doesn't need to just look like one thing. And I really do appreciate the fact that working at the, I guess, grassroots level, there's a community that we have. And that's something that I'm looking forward to uh, diving deeper into. Each and every one of us has a different aspect and perspective on, I guess, this problem. And that's why we joined GirlGov. And that's why we even made, like, became a part of this group. And I think that's really important. And I hope more girls start joining GirlGov and trying to, like, not even just GirlGov, like, just trying to get involved in their community and try to make an impact. Because honestly, it's like getting out there and speaking about what you think is right and what you think should happen and the change that needs to kind of like spurt from like our community and our area like that's honestly the like the most important thing that you could find I think it's like really I guess liberating almost to like be in a group with people who like care as much about things as you do or even just to have a space where you can discuss the things that you're passionate about and have a place to get those thoughts out and like a place where you can actually do things. Uh, you can actually like enact change with the things that the issues that you care about and what you want to change about the world. And I think it's really nice, especially because I think at the high school level, obviously there's more freedom, but also it's easy to feel like kind of powerless because you can't vote yet, but you're still passionate about like politics and things like that. So it's nice to know that like we can create change. I think just building off of what Megna and Blake said, don't get discouraged. But also don't think that problems are too big for you to solve. One calendar year ago, we weren't working on this and we've already informed so many people. We already have solid plans. And in a few months, hopefully we will have even more evidence to show for what we are doing. So if you have an issue and you want to create change, please go for it. This podcast is produced by the Fund for Women and Girls. To support GirlGov and other important causes in Chester County, please visit www.thefundcc.org.